Tourism is an important leg of the American economic engine. All across the country, reopening talk is starting to get industry and local labor forces excited from coast to coast. Can the planning process and policy to jumpstart the U.S. visitor industry to include the robust tourism markets of some of the U.S. territories be executed and done so for the safety of local residents and visitors alike? A look at this issue on That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau here, the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by Get LLC, the consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm, serves public and private sector organizations in Micronesia. Do you need help with starting a small business? Need advice on making your commercial facilities more energy efficient? Get LLC may have the answer. They can be found on the World Wide Web at Get guam.com. Check out their site and contact them if you need some help today. Hello to those listeners in St. Louis, Missouri. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Jacksonville, Florida. The listenership is growing with each episode to include those listening in Chandler, Arizona. Can't forget the listeners across my island home, especially those in the capital city of Hagatnya. Half a day to you all. Thanks for having That's It, That's All along with you as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast for your next gym workout, that special road trip, or as part of that screen time on your desktop and or laptop computers. Plenty using that route to listen to the podcast these days. A big thanks to RedCircle.com and pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, that's it. That's all can be found on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Like, subscribe, or follow right now on your favorite podcast app. The U.S. travel and tourism industry was smashing new records, hitting at a $1.9 trillion clip and employing nearly 16.5 million people at the start of 2020. Then COVID came and knocked it out like a Mike Tyson uppercut. In March 2020, 2.9% of our country's gross domestic product went poof. Things quickly fell silent from Boston to St. Thomas to Los Angeles to Honolulu to Tumon. Last week, the World Travel and Tourism Council released a study that found, among other things, a nationwide decline in the visitor workforce of nearly 11.1 million jobs because of the pandemic. The WTTC reported global job losses of 62 million across all of the world's top visitor destinations. For Guam, some estimates peg the job losses here in our visitor industry somewhere over 25,000 jobs. For the record, international travel spend dropped by 76.7% to a miserable $42.2 billion in 2020. The previous year, $181.2 billion. The losses in business activity nationwide equate to $425 million a day or almost $3 billion per week. The International Air Transport Association, which represents 290 carriers worldwide, 
estimates the industry could lose $95 billion in cash in 2021 after already suffering the worst year on record. The IATA reported that global passenger traffic in 2020 fell by 65.9% as compared to 2019, the largest year-on-year decline in aviation history. Cruise lines are all but stopped too. USA Today last week reported that United States Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio of Florida and Dan Sullivan of Alaska introduced legislation to override the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's restrictions on cruising in U.S. waters and allow ships to sail by July. This segment of the travel industry has been shut down for longer than a year because of COVID. The state of Alaska is facing additional challenges because of neighboring Canada's ban on cruises from that state into Canadian waters into the year 2022. The CDC blamed cruise companies for widespread transmission of the coronavirus, pointing to 99 outbreaks aboard 123 cruise ships in U.S. waters alone since the start of the pandemic. There has got to be some good news here. Well, there is some. WTTC President Gloria Guevara is quoted in the online trade magazine Travel Pulse, saying, quote, A restart of international travel will create more employment opportunities and empower a resurgence of the country's economy. Close quote. In their State of the Hotel Industry 2021 report, the American Hotel and Lodging Association noted that hotel occupancy in the U.S., will grow to 52% by the end of the year and 61% in the year 2022. A full recovery is expected in the industry in 2024. What will contribute to this? Domestic leisure travel? So much pent-up demand. Small and medium-sized events will draw more visitors out. Group and business travel is set to pick up in quarter three of this year. All this, while American restaurant sales will see just an 11% increase and dealing with the closures of 10% of bars and restaurants nationwide. Data on the number of bars and eateries across the U.S. territories that have either closed long-term or permanently is still being gathered. Now, with what appears to be so much doom and gloom, there can only be hope to see the once vibrant tourism industry turn itself around. While many experts see 2024 as a realistic time to see pre-COVID tourist arrivals, the whole of American communities are needing to adjust their attitude and plans to bring back this important industry of the U.S. economy. Much of the tourist districts, landmarks, and venues are limited in activity today, but states and territories are making bold moves to reopen as early as May 1, 2021. Now, much of these actions are sitting with current COVID vaccine efforts nationwide. This is just for the American visitor industry. Many countries around the world from some of the largest markets are seeing similar but growing challenges in light of news of new spikes of COVID cases. It's becoming crystal clear that travel and tourism will need to be sustained for the foreseeable future, both here and across the nation, and done so differently than when, what we are used to. 
socially distant travel is more likely to be the norm for years to come. Promoting safe health practices is going to be beneficial for the health of travelers and the residents hosting them. If done right, these practices will allow tourism to start operating again safely and sustainably, producing economic benefits for everyone. But the climb to reach previous levels is going to be steep for the visitor industry in the days and months to come without realistic planning and community support. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Fox News is reporting travelers to Puerto Rico face a $300 fine beginning this week if they touch down in the Commonwealth without a negative PCR test done within 72 hours of arriving there. The National News Report references the Puerto Rico tourism website Discover Puerto Rico that rapid tests will not be permitted as proof of a negative COVID-19 test and the new mandate will be required for all travelers even those who have been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. Fox News reported that travelers visiting the island of enchantment must upload the negative PCR test result to Puerto Rico's Travel Safe platform online. In an April 2, 2021 op-ed in the Saipan Tribune, a member of the CNMI Governor's Council of Economic Advisors, Mike Sablon, wrote that with the ongoing uncertainty with the COVID-19 crisis in the Northern Marianas, The community there must work on a roadmap for the safe resumption of the critical and only industry in the CNMI, tourism. Sablon wrote, quote, the Governor's Council of Economic Advisors, through its Tourism Resumption Blueprint, offers a pathway that recognizes the threats associated with increased travels into the CNMI and places the safety of its residents and visitors as its foremost priority. The blueprint recommends implementing enhanced safety protocols, testing upon arrival, quarantine, and reporting and monitoring of visitors, educating stakeholders about the rapid response for containment and creating travel bubbles. Close quote. The CNMI is working on a travel bubble between them and South Korea. Last week, the New Jersey-based business publication Travel Weekly reported that while the U.S. territory is not actively promoting or marketing vaccine tourism, non-resident vaccinations appear to be a benefit of the vacation experience from some visitors to the U.S. Virgin Islands. U.S. VI Commissioner of Tourism Joseph Boscholti told Travel Weekly that they are not stopping visitors or preventing them from getting the COVID vaccine, saying, quote, This checks a lot of boxes for us. Our economy and our workers benefit from those who stay several weeks, eat in our restaurants, stay at hotels, charter boats for day trips, and shop while waiting for the second shot. Close quote. Bushulte estimated that approximately 3%, or 1,000 of the vaccines in the USVI, have gone into the arms of tourists to date. As of this podcast, 23.2% of the adult population in the USVI is fully vaccinated. 
an important development in Guam. With the endorsement of the World Travel and Tourism Council, the Guam Visitors Bureau received stamping authority under the WTTC's Safe Travels program in December of last year and has since began a comprehensive rollout in the territory of the important global health and hygiene protocol across all tourism-related industries here. The Safe Travels Stamp Program, supported by the GVB and the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association, is an important first step towards the creation of a travel bubble with Taiwan, the number three market for inbound visitors to Guam behind Japan and South Korea. In an April 27, 2021 interview on the In Full Zoom television program on local news station KUAM-TV, GHRA President Mary Rhodes said, quote, it is really a standardized way to use a common platform with the WTTC for businesses, especially in the private sector, to identify steps and how to prepare, but also how to standardize your health and safety protocols in line with what we are already familiar with the Department of Public Health and Social Services. Close quote. The GHRA has been front and center as part of this reopening education effort. The Guam push follows one that nearby Republic of Palau recently completed with Taiwan. At stake, the 23 million Taiwan residents and demand to travel that many local tourism experts hope will be the spark that reignites tourism in Micronesia. Market bubbles for Japan and Korea seem unlikely at this time as the two nations are dealing with a rise in COVID cases in these uh, areas. Now, Guam tourism executives are calling the Safe Travels Program an extra step outside of what those visitor industry businesses are already doing to stay open and to welcome more customers. As of the recording of this podcast, 55 companies locally have already completed the process to include risk assessments and other documentation. 23 are in the process of getting the WTTC stamp of approval. The GHRA is assisting more. The WTTC Safe Travels Program is quickly becoming the global standard. With it, good brand recognition. It is a symbol for employees, visitors, and residents alike to enjoy these business establishments here and now, the process does not seem to be a one-off, regardless of the pandemic. While the companies are supporting these efforts on their own, financial support down the road may be needed to support our visitor industries. And I should say plural. The visitor industries um, have worked overtime to comply with reopening guidelines of, at least here at Guam, the Guam Department of Public Health and Social Services just like many of their counterparts across the other states and territories. This is the future of tourism. Health and safety programs are not going away anytime soon. For Guam, it's putting its best foot forward with efforts like the Safe Travels Program to compete with Asian markets who will reopen at some point. The visitor industry is getting vaccinated locally too. Guam Public Health, GHRA, the Guam Regional Medical Center, and the American Medical Center here in Guam distributing 4,000 vaccines. Nearly 60% of hotel and restaurant workers 
have taken these COVID shots. With it, many hope visitor confidence to follow consumer confidence. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. The Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development expected international tourism to fall by 80% in the year 2020. The numbers in loss is still being calculated. Destinations that rely on international business and events tourism are struggling. Put Guam, Puerto Rico, the CNMI, and the U.S. Virgin Islands in that group. Encouraging news, though, on vaccines. 200 million COVID shots have been distributed in America alone. This news has created optimism for a recovery from the worst public health emergency in 100 years. No question that the visitor industry is expected to remain in survival mode until well into 2021 and beyond. U.S. domestic tourism has restarted. The news of reopening is helping to mitigate the impact on jobs and businesses in some destinations. As of the recording of this podcast, um, half of Guam's adult population has been vaccinated. We are set here in Guam to reopen with less restrictions on May 1st. However, it is realistic that any real recovery will only be possible when international tourism returns. Immigration Service Agency of Japan reported last week that the number of Japanese overseas travelers in February 2021 totaled 24,807, a year-on-year decrease of 98.1%. Korea outbound travel last year was just 4.2 million, from its highest ever number of 28.71 million outbound tourists from the year before. Many believe that the survival of businesses throughout Guam's tourism economy remains at risk without continued federal and local government support. But government cannot be all things to all people. Survival of tourism in Guam and in the U.S. territories will be industry-driven. We have seen job losses in Guam. Recovery needs to get underway as we remain in response mode. More needs to be done and in a more coordinated way. What should our policymakers at every level of our island society be focused on? Restoring traveler confidence, getting to herd immunity, and building a business in the post-pandemic Guam will bring tourists back to our shores. Supporting tourism businesses to adapt and survive. Training and support like the Safe Travel Program are a very strong start. Promoting domestic tourism and supporting the safe return of international tourism. Guam must join America's industry brethren and be at the table when these talks are happening. Providing clear information to travelers and businesses and limiting uncertainty to the extent possible. For Guam, the current governor of Guam started the response less than realistic and less than reassuring. In recent weeks, her rhetoric has changed. Clear leadership leads with clear information. Being creative with response measures 
to maintain the capacity in the visitor industry and address gaps in support. Policymakers must listen to the advice of the Guam Visitors Bureau and the Guam Hotel and Restaurant Association. We have to strengthen cooperation within and between countries. The governor of Guam needs to work with the White House and its Guam-based consular corps to work toward travel bubbles and other means to grow the visitor industry post-COVID. We need to commit to building a more resilient and sustainable visitor plant. What do we want to see of tourism over the next decade? We have to plan now and execute. It is clear that flexible policy solutions are needed to enable the tourism economy to live alongside the virus in the short to medium term in Guam and the Western Pacific. As a community, we need to remember that it is important to look beyond this and take steps to learn from the crisis, which has revealed gaps in government and industry preparedness and response capacity. We need to be more coordinated in our actions across the local and federal governments at all levels, and the private sector is key to this moving forward. The COVID-19 public health emergency is an opportunity to rethink tourism in Guam for the future. It is fair to say that tourism is at a crossroads, and the measures put in place today will shape the tourism of tomorrow. The government and the private sectors of every American state and territory need to consider the longer-term implications of the crisis while capitalizing on digitalization, supporting a low-carbon transition, and promoting the structural transformation needed to build a stronger, more sustainable, and resilient tourism economy. May 1 is the planned reopening of Guam. Much more needs to be done. We as a community need to increase conversations with our source markets. We need to talk with new and emerging markets, and we need to start now. We need to commit now. As it is Tourism Month in Guam, as of the recording of the podcast, the many voices on this issue, including mine, should be considered. It can happen. We can reopen. For Guam, the U.S. territories, and our brothers and sisters across the 50 states, instead of attracting as many tourists as possible, to American communities like ours, our collective destinations should be focusing on a framework to enjoy a maximum economic return, even with a smaller number of visitors that would come and visit our beautiful islands and our beautiful territories. And doing all of this has to be done right now. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.